my name is Joe, I'm the Dungeon Master for this campaign, and this is Advantage. Last episode, number 017, Grimton, Alaris, Morlinde, and Ulrich spent another day in Havenmere as they waited for the Pandominion troops from Temple to arrive. During this time, their quest log was barraged with side quest plot hooks, information on the Soulforgers and her girth, rumors of murders in the night in the town next over, another step in solving Alaris's puzzle box, strange deja vu moments while dealing with shopkeepers, all of those were written down and set aside for later, for there is more important, immediate business to attend to. The party was woken the next day by an arbitrator, bringing them news that the Pandominion forces arrived in, during the night. And that's where we'll pick up. I've been informed that the detachment from Temple arrived late last night. Lieutenant Colonel Try and her company await you for breakfast at the Paramount Arch. Try to be there with some urgency. Well, I guess we should go then. Let's go. Yeah. So we get our stuff and we go. We all agree, so we do that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the guards let you in and you pass through a pair of brass doors into the great hall a company of a hundred soldiers dressed in pandominion tunics and chainmail all are eating breakfast at one of the long oak tables at a separate table baron yosef and lieutenant colonel try sit alone at the far end the baron stands up and greets you please come in come in we have seats for you here with us and as you walk forward uh, servants begin to set plates for you next to the Baron and the Lieutenant Colonel. I feel like I'm not important enough for this. Well, the... Can you say that out loud? Yeah, under my breath. <laughs> and actually, uh, the Colonel stands up and uh, shakes your hand. Good morning, Mr. Steadyhand. I'm glad you survived the fire. The Pandominion certainly appreciates your warning of the potential retaliation. While it's a tragedy that I'm here because many lives were lost, I must admit that I'm also glad to be assigned to this task instead of managing the construction of the garrisons at Temple. They advanced me to Lieutenant Colonel since we last spoke. Uh, and Lieutenant Colonel Try shakes your hand. Um, who, who are these three? Uh, this is Alaris, Ulrich, and Morlinde. <laughs> Please have a seat. Join us. We were just talking about our plan for the future. Uh, let me tell you my orders, uh, Grimton. Here's the Pandominion's plan. 
My orders are to build and maintain a readout at the edge of the watched forest in the Pandominion. It's a defensive position only. Not only do we not uh, have many soldiers to spare while we deal with the Kolgafir in the north, but we certainly don't want to escalate this situation by sending anybody into the burn. With Isitalos gone, we have no intention of continuing construction in the forest and only want to cut our losses and protect our empire from potential invasion on the southern border. Thoughts? That sounds like a good plan. We were discussing while we were on our way to Havenmere that we cannot retaliate because it would be probably more life lost than we can manage since we'd be fighting them in their own territory. I think holding down Havenmere is the way to go. I agree. Unfortunately, you mentioned life lost. My concern is that even pulling this many, she says, uh, ushering to the hundred or so soldiers um, in the Paramount Arch with you, that pulling this many soldiers from Temple will stretch the line at Celestia too thin. If I had it my way, we would have sent some from the Griffin Cavalry at the Azure Keep here. I'd rather have more pressure from a loose band of orcs over there than have direct combat only two days outside the Blessed City, you know. But they wanted me here because I have my experience in the art of castramentation, and because you sent your message to me, Mr. Steadyhand. Well, you were the best person I could think of. What's... What's castramentation? Castramentation is the art and process of fortification. Um, in a magic way or just in a physical way? She, uh, she looks at you funny. In... Good question. She, she looks up uh, to the Paramount Arch. She says, if this had walls, it would be a castle. And the process of building this and the walls around it would be castramentation. Got it. She's not been around too many buildings. That's true. (laughs) Still learning how architecture works. Baron Yosef uh, speaks up. He says, yeah, you you bring a good point, Lieutenant Colonel. Havenmere is not a defensive position. We don't have walls in a castle uh, and no real defenses. Our only militia is the city guards and the arbitrators, and they're not soldiers. We have to make sure that the invasion, if it happens, does not come up here, because if an invasion force were to make it all the way to Havenmere, then we would be run through completely. Um, should we help with that? <laughs> is that a question you ask out loud? That's a question I asked to the group. The group of the, the four characters? Yes. Or... yes. Okay. I think we should help in any way we can, but from what the lieutenant colonel is saying, it seems like for the four of us may not be able to do a whole lot of yeah, good. it might not be enough. To some degree, it might even work out better for us to be back in the watched forest. Now that we've, we've come here, warned what we can, set up what we can. Yeah, it's, it seems like we've kind of mission accomplished this well, and honestly, our, our presence back in the Watch Forest could divert attention away from Havenmere itself. Hmm. Do we want to... Like, is, is that where we want to go back, is the Watch Forest? I mean, that's where I want to go all the time, so... 
<laughs> I feel like two things are happening to to the Zealots. They're of course going to be trying to fight Pandominion soldiers, but I foresee there being somewhat of a civil war also in the uh, watched for its, itself. Even even if most of us would prefer peace, you get one side that's militant enough for long enough, and a war will break out. Yeah, and I also think so much of this stems from imbalance. Like the sooner we restore that balance, the sooner all of this craziness will end. I agree completely. Lieutenant Colonel Try, could you humor me? Um, and drafting some kind of official document that shows that the Pandominion is not going to continue to build its road. Um, I feel like I feel like such an artifact could help with um, relations in the Watch Forest, and we could restore some of that balance and peace. Uh, meets eyes with the lieutenant colonel and says, "I could have my scribe come down if you could, uh, if you'd be interested in using their services." And Lieutenant Colonel agrees. Um, she says, yes, we, we will work on a draft of that when we make our way down to the site. That's a great idea. Are you planning for the site to be at uh, where the tent city was? Yes. I haven't been there myself yet. Um, if you wouldn't mind escorting me, she says, looking to the four of you, uh, me and my troops, that would be excellent. Eric looks to... Uh... More Linde specifically for some kind of approval. I'm nodding. Okay. Then certainly I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't uh, why we couldn't do that. Excellent. To be honest, though, we don't know what entirely we will expect. Uh, we can expect to run into out there, so come prepared. Always prepared. Baron Baron Yosef, uh, kind of in an attempt to reassert Havenmere into the situation as some sort of powerful figure um and instead of just like sitting idly by while something else happens baron yosef says havenmere will s certainly invest our resources into the redoubt will uh will contact the city's best architects and masons to build the fort quickly and securely i think honestly too you should invest in some scouts that's that's where your money is going to be most well spent how do you mean well i mean like just for information gathering for information gathering, but like, if I imagine this outpost's primary goal is defense, but also to see if something huge is coming and be able to warn Havenmere itself. So, good scouts who know how to stay alive in the watched forest, both in terms of combat and in terms of just survival, are going to be your best bet. You might can even potentially recruit some refugees if any have come this way. We haven't seen many people at all come back from the forest. Only the people that were at Forest's Edge that survived. Fair enough. I think I think most of the East Italians went elsewhere. Colonel Try uh, looks at you, um, Ulrich, and says, The scouts are good for information gathering, but I'm not entirely convinced that they would stop an invasion force. Only give Havenmere the opportunity to get undercover, but that doesn't stop the city from being destroyed infrastructurally. You're correct. Um, pause. Is where, I need to plug yeah. in my computer right quick. Okay. So give me like two minutes. Well, that is so long. <laughs> What'd they say? That's so long. I feel like what Havenmere needs is more troops. Well, but the, that's the they one thing they get, can't yeah. get. Now you can't really do much for them there either. 
Well, so maybe maybe it's correct. Like, if we get this signed document and take it and go to, like, the Rock of Visions and basically tell, try to tell them that Haven, like, the Panamanian does not, just will not interfere in this Italian business ever again, basically. Mm -hmm. Maybe that'll help dissuade yeah. some things. I mean, let's not say ever again. Well, you know what I mean. For now. I mean, obviously the Pandominion is the Pandominion, so never say never. Lu uh, the Lieutenant Colonel is kind of shaking her head as you say that, Alaris. Um, she says, yeah, I, c I can't believe that all of this is because we can't get to Zadal. Our economy is collapsing because we're cut off from easy trade to the other side of the cusp and people are risking all they've got left to face the orcs, machines, and the defeat in order to provide for their families. In order to end this all, we have to either defeat the Kolgafir and open up trade again, or invent a new way to get to Zadal. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Honestly, that's something I can keep in mind, because I don't, I don't think... I wasn't aware of how drastic the situation was, how unsafe the situation was for the... Uh, citizens of the Pandominion. This this seems like it's more than just money and greed and, and growth for the sake of greed. It seems like growth for the sake of we gotta eat. <laughs> so like, I don't think there's a quick solution, but we might still be able to make that happen so people don't starve. But first we gotta calm down these zealots. And with that, she kind of uh, sets her, her fork and knife down on the table. It says, shall we go? Sure. I think we're all packed up here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Right on. She doesn't say right on. <laughs> <laughs> right on! <laughs> it's from Hell yeah! Much more um, relaxed back then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she begins to rally the troops. You guys had intentions of talking to Nexby on the way out, right? Was that the tool guy? Yes, I don't exactly tool remember girl, yes. what we were doing. We had propositions. Well, we were we, 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 her, her. Yeah, potentially drive us to up the river to Isotalos or to Litris if we needed to go there. Right. We can. Uh, I'm gonna kill two birds with one stone here to get us more quickly to the Forest Edge, and then we have a hundred soldiers with us, though. You think we could have Nexby meet us at Forest Edge? I don't see why not. Cool, so we stopped by to see Nexby. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Nexby. Well, was... Slight change of plans. She looks behind you at the, uh, <laughs> the lieutenant colonel and the 100 soldiers. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is a little bit more than I was, uh, than I was expecting. Yeah. She, she looks. She looks back at her bar. She's like, I don't know if, I, I don't know if I can, if I can do this job anymore. Next, be here's a um, the Panamanian is establishing an outpost, uh, a defensive outpost, at Forest Edge where the tent city used to be. Our plan is still to uh, use your services to help us get up the river. But if would it be possible for you to meet us at Forest Edge with your barge, and then we continue from there? Oh yes, absolutely. We could, 
I can definitely do that. For your safety, I encourage you to wait a day or so until we get there and then come our way. And it's only going to take like a half day's walk. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, then like kill half a day and barge there. All right. I don't want you to get there before we do and not be safe. I, I appreciate that concern. <laughs> she says, uh, laughing awkwardly. That all? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. About a half day's walk. It's cool and cloudy out. The path crests a hill which looks out over the barren, ashy, black hellscape. The burn that was once the watched forest. The torn up mud of the tent city at Forest Edge and the empty canvas tents from Arbitrator Runehead's posse still remain there, flapping in the wind. The whole place feels dirty and abused. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Try stops the detachment and the work crews from Havenmere. <laughs> she sneezes. <laughs> that sneezes cannon. She says, this is it. We're not going to build a mud fort, however, so we're just going to go ahead and claim this high ground on the hill. Here's the plan, she says, uh, turning around and addressing the troops. Surveyors, work with me to chart this thing out. If you're on mess duty, go ahead and start on dinner. The rest of you split in half. Some start out digging the earthworks, and the others start setting up the tents. If you need timber, cut it from those stands of trees on our side of the border. Don't you dare touch the watch forest. Let's go. Uh, she uh, looks at you four. You guys join me in the surveyors. Joe, I'd like to do um, like a quick look around or just maybe you can tell me any of um, the caches around that are close to the, the forest edge. I didn't remember. There's one a few hundred yards into the under the forest. Yeah. I'm just going to like hold on to that information for a little bit until we're, we're done with try here. Okay. She gives a couple more direct instructions to the surveyors and is walking around inspecting the site. She looks at you and says, you know, there's something beautiful and satisfying about taking empty land like this and creating from it. Castramentation is an art. This isn't going to be anything huge like the Azure Keep. I only intend to build a hill fort after all, but it'll be enough. They're going to start simple. Earthworks and a stockade with the power of watchtowers and then work out from there. This will be good. She looks really confident, like holding her head up high. Uh, got kind of a pride, powerful step. Who knows? Depending on how this goes, this might be Fort Try one day. Mm. Right now it's just going to be the Southern Redoubt. Uh, and Mr. Steadyhand, I, I know you mentioned your hesitations before, but if you wish, I'll let you choose the best place for your forge. I feel as though... A position here with us would be an appropriate reward for your service to the Pandominion and Empress Romana. And um, Mr. Alaris, was it? Yes. We will certainly need a faculty who have mastered both the arcane and elven language and culture. If you're qualified, I'd be a fool not to hire you on. We'll make arrangements to conscribe you both here full time. As inviting as that sounds, Lieutenant Colonel, I think... It's best for me not to be tied down to one spot for now. I agree with Grimton. Um, as much as I like the offer, I think I'm going to have to decline for now. Mm. You do have a certain 
I, I appreciated your words. I'll put it that way. I appreciated your words back at the Paramount Arch for, from all of you about seeking to find justice and bringing peace to this place. And I want you to succeed in that. And if you won't remain here at the fort and feel called to continue on your own quest, I would be a fool not to at least enlist you as special legionnaires for the Empire. Uh, Mr. Steadyhand, Mr. Alaris, it would allow you some clout in the Pandominion and allow the Southern Redoubt to aid you directly should you need us. That sounds awesome to me. I like clout. <laughs> and with that, uh, she, she shouts at the people setting up tents. She says, everybody fall in! And she goes over to one of the carts and begins uh, rifling around one of the boxes. And she comes back over. This is, there is a great honor to be bestowed here on the groundbreaking day of this fort. Uh, she takes out her long sword from her sheath and motions to you two, Grimton and Alaris. She says, kind of kind of laughing a bit, I have no idea what I'm doing, honestly. Uh, would you two kneel, please? I kneel. <laughs> Grimton does so, but looks a little annoyed. As a dwarf. <laughs> and, and I'm sure having one prosthetic leg. This also makes it really uncomfortable. No, it's just the dwarf part. As a dwarf amputee, he is, like, doubly peeved. Uh, she says, You have been deemed fit for service to Empress Vamana, and you have indicated your willingness to take this honor. Do you both now swear by all that you hold sacred, true, and holy to honor and defend the empire of the Pandominion as special legionnaires? I do. I do. <laughs> that you will defend and protect all those weaker than yourself, drawing your swords only for a just cause? I do. I do. That you will embody in yourselves the great principles of the high gods of the Pantheon. <laughs> I do. I do. Then, having sworn these solemn oaths, I, Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try, as the authority of the Empire of the Pandominion's Southern Redoubt, in the name of Empress Vamana and the Pantheon of Gods, do dub thee with my sword, Peacemaker. And she takes her long sword and taps you on the left and the right shoulders, Grimton. Grimton Steadyhand, Special Legionnaire, and I do dub thee. Uh, well, it was Alaris, did you have a, a last name? Geldream. She taps your left and then right shoulders too. I do dub thee Alaris Geldream, Special Legionnaire. Arise, gentlemen. And she holds up two silver ornamental gorgets linked to a decorative uh, deep navy blue ribbon. What's a gorget? It's, it's kind of like a, uh, in this case, it's a decorative neck piece um, that originally would be a piece of armor that oh. protects your neck, but oh. is, is now just a like decorative, almost crescent moon collar that kind of hangs down a little bit. Okay. But it's supposed to be like worn up close. <laughs> it looks like a graduation stole made of metal. Um, <laughs> we Googled it. Um, she, she says, accept these collars as a symbol of your bond with the Empire of the Pandominion and the High Gods. As special legionnaires, you will spend much time unsupervised. May these remind you of your oaths to defend the weak and to abide by virtuous principles. Never forget that burden. 
and she places the gorgets around your neck. Now before all the cusp, I present to you Special Legionnaires Gremton Steady Hand and Alaris Geldream, and the crowd erupts in cheers and applause. Congratulations, Legionnaires. Now if you'll continue to aid us in setting up, we'd be much appreciated. We can take care of the paperwork and whatever else later. Uh, feel free to also take whatever you need from the armory cart as well. I presume the four of you will be staying for dinner and breakfast in the morning? That's fine. Like <laughs> Fantastic. Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're here listening to number 018 of Advantage. We've had this audio recorded for months and we're stoked to be able to share it with you now. Alaris and Grimton have been decorated as special legionnaires of the Pandominion military and have taken oaths of allegiance to the Empire and the High Gods. It's the perfect plot element to wrap up part one of this arc. Next episode in number 019, uh, we introduce a noticeable shift in theme and tension. In part two, the stakes get bigger and more dramatic, and I'm <laughs> I'm giddy with the way that the story is developing. Of course, we wouldn't be here without uh, digital art by Daniel Grayling or Blake Boss, who composed the overture playing behind me. Listen to more of his work at soundcloud.com slash blakebost. Um, thanks to Labor of Love Graphics for all their help with web design. Our site, advantagednd.com, is a huge resource for you as we tell this story. It's got maps and location details, um, info on cast and characters. All of those character details are also linked to heroforge.com, where you'll be able to find custom designed minis of those characters created by the cast and me. Um, I'm also beginning work on uh, a page for prominent NPCs with their own Hero Forge minis as well. Also on that site, you'll find a link um, to our Patreon page where you can donate an amount of money of your choosing in order to help us pay for all these projects. I'd love to get more detailed maps on the website, for example, but those maps cost money. So if you're feeling generous and you love the show, it would be a great deal of help for you to be able to contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage dnd. Thanks to everybody who's donated so far. Um, Dark Silver Forge continues to offer 10% off of all their products to Advantage listeners. Their cast zinc alloy dice are incredible. I just gave a set of dice away to a friend who's uh, just now starting to get into Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm absolutely planning on replacing it with the Cthulhu Gold set. Get some for yourself at DarkSilverForge.com and use the code ADVANTAGEDND. No space, all caps, and receive 10% off everything on their website. Our pals on the show How Friends Roll are on their third series of micro-campaigns with rotating casts. This season takes place at a summer camp and has a particularly fun group of adventurers. Uh, following their finale, you'll find the Switch series episode that I DM'd for them too, so make sure to go and subscribe to them now. You'll find them on iTunes and on Twitter at How Friends Roll. Of course, we're on the internet as well. Um, absolutely reach out to us. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND. The email we use is AdvantageDND at gmail.com. Um, again, I'll remind you of our Patreon page. Uh, donate over at Patreon.com slash AdvantageDND. 
it's the most powerful way that you can show support for our show. If you can't afford that, leaving an iTunes review is a great way to help bring in new fans of this show. Um, look, in all honesty, Zach, Steven, Sarah, Yessi, and I are all thrilled to share this story with you. It's surreal. And as much as all of us love playing Dungeons and Dragons with each other, without the obligation of producing this show for the public, I really doubt that we'd still be rolling dice together. It's it's sad to think that life would just end up getting in the way of this fun, but I believe it's true. Um, two of us, or no, two <laughs> two of us are teachers, and I'm in grad school, and the, uh, you're like, yes, he just moved, and it's just there's there's a bunch of stuff going on. And it's just not easy to play together now that we don't live in the same city. But we're having so much fun telling this story together. And we're delighted to be able to publish it for you. We really love Advantage, and we love all of you for listening. You're keeping five friends together. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you. Alright, is gonna take this opportunity to go check out um, uh, the Warden Cache. Okay. You tell me tell me about this Warden Cache. Location. Uh, <laughs> Let me look at the map. <laughs> I mean you don't have to look at the map to just make something up. Well, I wanted to like talk about like landscape that actually made sense. <laughs> it's the a mixture um, of like the rolling hills of the uh, of the sun plains kind of mixed with the temperate burned um, forest of the uh, of the watch forest this one is uh, actually up in a tree or generally was I I walk over to the place where I believe it to be I'm having to guess because the landscape is so dramatically changed uh, and I find the like burnt not husk but like I mean, it's burnt, uh, of what clearly used to be a very large tree. Many of the branches are broken off, uh, and it has, like, thick, powerful roots. There's, like, a, a hole <laughs> near the bottom of these roots <clears throat> that you kind of have to know is there. And so you actually have to go in this hole and climb, like, the tree is hollow, climb up near the top of it, and right, right at the sort of top of the actual trunk of the tree where it kind of opens out more is the cache itself, and that's where the crows roost. There are crows, but they're all silent. There are maybe three crows, we'll say. Um, and, of course, a bag of holding with all the various stuff inside of it, should you want it. There's nothing, none of the crows are ready to talk. Nope. No, there are no messages. i got to remember who is with who in terms of my people. Alric is not Who Alric. Did I... Alril is with uh, the Malnathri. Not the Malnathri, the the forest people. Over in the east, just west of um, just west of the East Italian territory and just east of the uh, Hirdurth Mountains, the cloud capped peaks. 
Wasn't he headed west, though? So he might not even be in the watch for us anymore? Yeah, he, his last messages to you were something along the lines of, um, leaving its Italian territory soon, no messages, no replies. Who did I send down to Letris? I don't remember. I didn't did write send, that down. Who did you send to Letris as far as uh, Warden Scouts? I had, a, I had a Warden, yeah. I feel like it was either Phil or Ren. Yeah, Philburn and Renlam are... Uh, alive and emory is alive but i think emory is the one that left she went yeah she went with the other people yeah so philburn and rinlam are uh both down at letris okay i uh, i'm going over the talk to one of the crows um alric squadron nine asking for a status report and just like I'm sending that generally to Ren and Phil, either one of them can answer. Okay. And the and crow I gather some oh, flies sorry. away. And I gather some materials uh, out of the bag of holding, and return to I return to the the fort. Uh, Alaris, Morlinde, and Grimton. What were you guys doing during that scene? Um, I was feeling generally weird about two people in my party pledging a lot of things about gods and dominion things and <laughs> other stuff. Yes. I wasn't expecting yes. to happen, and then it was happening, and I wasn't about to, like, stop it in front of a hundred soldiers and people who were trying to be friends with. At some point, I did <laughs> turn to Laris and went, the good news here is the Pandominion's friends are our friends. Bad news is, their enemies yeah. are our enemies now. <laughs> and there's not yep. a whole lot we can do to yeah. hide it. Can yeah, you, um... Can you hide correct. the little necklace thingies? I say quietly. Grimton They're and not Alric. small. Sorry, Grimton, Grimton and Alaris. Um, as far as mechanics, these Gorgots are going to give you advantage on all charisma rolls when talking to Pandominion officials. And There's no way I'm hiding and, disad <laughs> and disadvantage on all charisma roles when speaking to people in the Watch Forest. I might hide uh. it. Like, I might. <laughs> um, okay. It's, you can yeah, take it's it on one of those things. Oh I, my god, they're like, giant. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have a chance to just talk to Morlinde? Like, uh, not with around in all the other people? Yeah, sure. Um, like, you... Alaris, you and Grimton uh, pull Morlinde over uh, kind of near the border of the forest, and um, Alric, conveniently, you emerge from the trees to see them. I give them a very, like, playful salute, <laughs> legionnaires, <laughs> and then <laughs> as if, like, very aware of what they're about to discuss. <laughs> right. And I pop Rolinda, over you to look concerned. So what happened was a classic bait. <laughs> a classic what? Bait and switch. Um, Except it was more along yeah. the lines of... She didn't really say what she was getting baited and switched. I thought we were right. just gonna like... Well, she she didn't really say what she was... We were, what we were getting into. And just because we said things doesn't necessarily mean we have to... Abide and that's kind of what now, I hold on. figured, but also, um, 
how are we going to continue to use this to our advantage, but also not get completely um, uh, destroyed in the Watch Forest? Well, something tells me <laughs> we'll probably take these off and on at will. <laughs> that will help. <Yeah. laughs> like, we could probably just not be wearing them when we're in yeah. the Watch Forest. That's probably fine. Um, I'm sure the Pantheon will understand. <laughs> I don't know how the spirits are going to feel about it, and that's the only thing I'm really worried about, but they're kind of not happy with anything right now. <laughs> I mean, I've been a Bahamut. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't worship the spirits before. anyway. Don't tell them that. <laughs> okay. Can anybody give me a religion check that's in this conversation? Can we just all give you one? Sure. Um, are you all in this conversation? Yeah, we're all standing around. <clears throat> I rolled a 19. 21. Uh, 21. Dang, guys. So, as as you're discussing this, uh, the subject of, like, authority comes about, and uh, spiritual authority, and who has the right to, to bless and uh, commission this stuff, this, ki this kind of thing. Um, and... So two two points are worth noting here. Number one, Lieutenant Colonel Erica Try is indeed the uh, the acting authority of the Empire of Pandominia's Southern Redoubt, and she did use the name of Empress Vamana and the Pantheon of Gods, but she's not like a cleric. She's she doesn't have like this this the the religiousness that's true to do so so that's you don't know at this point what um and you you for sure don't know at this um at this point what exactly that means were, were you given a military title with divine blessing or were you just given a military title under the name right. of these entities I feel like the former carries more clout and I'm into that and even However, and do those entities recognize you as an acting agent, as a special legionnaire? Or, or is um, the lieutenant colonel just kind of going rogue here? Far be it, you know, from us to hold any actual sway with the, the Pantheon, but this could become a very useful, slightly ambiguous tool um, for exerting a degree of social pressure on those around us as we need it. I'm not sure exactly what a legionnaire is or does, yeah, but it sounds important. And you've got this cool gorget thing, so I think we should. Uh, I think we can use this to our advantage if we do it carefully. Uh -huh. <laughs> so the gorget, um, Alaris, you as somebody who's spent a lot of time uh, in the Azure Keep, which is of course a prominent military outpost, and Grimton as somebody who is working at the garrisons, uh, featuring um, uh, soldiers just about. You both know that uh, as far as Pandominion military is concerned, um, the Gorgas are things that officers wear as a part of their uniform, or that higher-up officers wear as a part of their uniform, um, in addition to their normal armor and stuff. And she's skipped giving you the armor and the other uh, accoutrements and like the pauldrons and all that and it's just giving you this one select neck piece well cool 
Now, she did offer the entire armory to you, should you uh, need it, but... Want to get fully decked out? You could get fully decked out from the armor, armory cart if you wanted. I mean, I Is still feel pretty okay about this, but also a little nervous, but I also see how this is going to help us a lot, so I'm not super worried. I'm definitely freaked out by the language about the Pantheon, but it's fine. play some Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, please. Me too. Let's do it. It's only been like two months. It's been a minute. It was, it was really great when we were all in the same town and we had a regular uh, <laughs> weekly schedule to go off of. Yeah. Those were the days. On the plus side, now we can continually relive our adventures every two weeks. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I definitely... Sure like... all of us are I, caught up on our podcast. I, li- I, I listen every week and it's so like we're so far ahead of where that is it's just funny know, to, at this point. right now we're about to record we're we recorded up to five we're about to this this recording right now is going to be episode 18 i think y'all let's play D. yo <laughs> uh can somebody remind us everything that has happened so there are these four heroes right and uh, no, I don't they know. were all born in different places. Four <laughs> and four sandwiches. Heroes ate sandwiches. I know for a fact we ate sushi. So when, that's when like the last, only thing I remember. We went gong farming. Oh, we, we did. Gong. It was horrible. We went. We went to, <laughs> got a bath. Yep. Yeah. The box, the secret, the puzzle box yep. shop. Did you figure out your bu- puzzle um, box? I can't remember. Nope. Okay. No. I need to talk to my mom. Mom. Your, your character's mom. Zach's yes. mom okay. knows all about it. Zach's mom. I did research on an actual Weaver family uh, puzzle box. So by helping you uh, with Alaris's puzzle box, I'm actually helping you figure out your own destiny, Zach. Wow. That's so meta. That's very meta, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Sorry for waking you up to record this in the middle of your sleepy time. Fun fact. I'm not sure if you could consider what I did sleeping. <laughs> what? Like, it was like a couple hours of trying to sleep. And then the you just gave up? Yeah, I figured it's going to be one of those days. Aww. That's fair. I'll live. Ding. That was me hitting my, uh, my glass with a pen. <laughs> it's okay, I've been actively eating popcorn and I'm like surprised nobody has said anything about it. Oh my god, what if I 3D printed our logo? Guys, I'm totally going to do that this week. Hell yeah. We can give it away. Maybe. Or you can keep the it. The ink is expensive. <laughs> uh, 
Sarah, you should 3D print a critual. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. With, with little candle holders? I work in San Antonio <laughs> and people are religious here. So say that it's... Don't... No, but, but you're you're around a lot of Mexicans and it's going to be like brujeria. It's, it'll be, it'll be cool. it's going to be like what? Brujeria. I don't know it'll what that chill. means. It's witchcraft. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't need to scare my co-workers or my CEO. You're just really... You're really getting into the culture there. <laughs> or just tell them about the podcast. That'll be way easier. Do mailbag. Uh, mailbags. Okay. We need a cheesy mailbag theme song. Like. Alright, Steven, you yep. are in a band. You should <laughs> make us a cheesy mailbag song. Put, put a snippet of some of your band's music and send it to Joe, and he can put it up as the theme See, song here's the this. thing, I already have snippets. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. None of them are like... Last time. None of them are like cheesy... Diddles? Yeah, but I can diddles. make one. Cheesy diddles are the best. You gotta give us some cheesy diddles. Cheesy I can, diddles. I can make some on my computer. I'll make something really cheesy. Go to cheesy. Walmart and get that uh, five-gallon bucket of cheesy diddles. Mm. Oh, I still have cheesy an, diddles sounds I like have a an entire can of nacho right. cheese. It does sound like that. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, what a cheesy diddle. It's a, it's a flam tap followed by a cheesy diddle. It's a hush fell across the room. Well, because, like, cheese necessarily already has diddles in it, so, like, right. would it just be, like, a flam five? Like, I don't even know. Oh, like a pear diddle with a cheese? Yeah. But, see, I'd call that a cheese a diddle, so, like, Right. Something about reeds, right, Sarah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good to be a drummer. Yeah. All these nonsense words that actually mean something. Um, <clears throat> are there... <laughs> Ding! <laughs> are there... Want to get pull a dick out? Will you get to pull a dick out? <laughs> get... What? No. Oh. Oh. Like... <laughs> I definitely heard what Joe heard. I definitely... So did I. <laughs> I was like, no. this, is a, this is a phrase. No. I don't know what he's saying here. Do you want me to, to go over what you read again? Nah. Sure, that sounds great. Okay, nah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> nah. Okay, fine. If you, if you want to live in mystery, we can live in mystery. Which is it? <laughs> or, you could, or you could wait until, like, September when this episode's out. <laughs> And find out then. <laughs> That's fine too. <laughs> Who knows what adventures and uh, terrible things you're gonna get into in the meantime? But yeah, look back fondly and remember, man, I've not been doing that. 